Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin. Asia Pacific stocks are trading higher this morning on the back of overnight gains on Wall Street. Seoul and Tokyo are both up more than 1%. Sydney is trading higher as well. Markets in China are still closed today for the Golden Week holidays. Joining me now to break down all the market action, he's Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, Michelle. We begin this morning with stories of two companies, one in Hong Kong and the other here in Singapore. Both are facing issues related to debt, though in a very different way. The first, the Hong Kong-listed property developer Chinese Estate Holdings. It's suffering a setback linked to, to the Evergrande debt crisis. And the second, ST Engineering is facing a credit downgrade after announcing a $2.7 billion US dollar deal, the biggest in history. So let's start with the Chinese Estate Holdings. Its chairman, Joseph Lau, is part of the so-called poker club of tycoons, and they've backed China Evergrande over the years. But now with Evergrande defaulting on debt payments and facing potential collapse, other companies, including Chinese estates, risk being dragged down with it. China Estates shares trading, they've plunged to an 18-year low. So how is the company reacting? Yeah, so you've got one of the major shareholders backing China Evergrande, pretty much throwing in the towel to some extent. So you've got the Hong Kong real estate firm. It's owned by fam- the family of billionaire Joseph Lau. They have agreed to buy out majority or minority shareholders for four Hong Kong dollars a share. That works out to around 245 million US dollars for the outstanding 25% stake. So the Lao family owns the pretty much rest of it, the 75% of Chinese estates holdings. So it's pretty much off the back of what has been a spiraling plunge of its stock price since Avagrand that issue started to emerge and threaten to spill over into the property sector in China and Hong Kong. So they are now cutting their losses. So what's Next, I think it's going to be um, the big question. Is there anyone else joining the queue to get to the exit? Absolutely. China estate shares jumped yesterday on privatization news, but trading in them was subsequently suspended. The company's privatization is the biggest retreat yet by a long time back of Evergrande. I'm intrigued by this billionaire poker club, Ryan, that included the heads of Evergrande and Chinese estates. Now, who else is in this poker club and have they helped Evergrande in the past. Yeah, I'm not sure if you have your own poker club, but it's a case of not what you know, but who you know in this um, context, right? Mm. And this is around how the Evergrande um, tycoon behind Evergrande, Hui Kayan, has a group of friends he plays poker with. And these group of friends are very rich. So much so that they are pretty much the property billionaires in Hong Kong. And this includes the likes of, we talked about Joseph Lau and also the billionaire behind New World Development and also the guy behind CC Land Holdings. So they meet up regularly to play card games. So they have pretty much close ties. And over the years, when he needs help, funding or you know anything to do to prop up his business, they have been there for him. Now it looks like um, they are paying the price for sticking to sticking behind him for those projects. And we've seen how Joseph Law is cutting his losses. And you might also remember how Evergrande has its 
fingers is in many pies. For example, the EV space, it's been trying to make electric vehicles. It has not been able to make it profitable. But that was one of the projects that his friends from the poker club have been backing. And I think it is now just you know, unwinding uh, as we see this development unfold. My poker pals are online. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be there for you when you need that. I'm sure some of them are billionaires. Now, one more note about Evergrande's financial troubles and how they're affecting other companies. A Hong Kong property agency is now suing Evergrande to recover millions of dollars in unpaid commissions related to the sale of flats in Tuen Moon and Chong Shawan. A second agency is considering a similar lawsuit. Now, on to ST Engineering. Let's bring it back home home. Over the weekend, ST Engineering announced plans to buy two U.S. transport solution companies for nearly 2.7 billion U.S. dollars. That is a lot of money, any way you count it. And the credit agency Moody's is concerned that ST Engineering is borrowing money to fund the deal. What's the latest here? Bring us up to speed. Yeah, so it is the biggest deal ever for ST Engineering, 2.7 billion U.S. dollars. So it has to come from somewhere Mm. and Moody's, investors have this is just a bit cautious on how that might affect the cash flow, the finances of ST Engineering. So they have um, affirmed the AAA issuer rating for ST Engineering, but the outlook for the ratings has been cut to negative from stable. So that's pretty much the headline to look out for. Okay, let's take a step back for a moment. Tell us more about the companies that ST Engineering is buying and... So far, do the markets agree with Moody's in terms of outlook for SC Engineering or do they think that these are good deals? Yeah, I would say it is mixed. So you do have a camp of analysts who believe that this does bring forward and accelerate SC Engineering's move into the smart city business. But it does come at a price. Um, so just to take a step back into who they are buying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is two US companies. One of them is Transcore Partners. The other is TLP Holdings. So they provide technical solutions and engineering services to the transportation industry. So according to Moody's, uh, they feel this would more than double as the engineering's reported debt and also signal a shift in the company's acquisition strategy and appetite for leveraging up its balance sheet. So that will be one to watch if you're looking into the accounts. Uh, So it also comes, of course, with execution execution risks because um, you can buy the company, but whether you can integrate it and get synergies out of it is a totally different story. So that is something they are just a bit more cautious around. ST Engineering shares up 1% yesterday, closed at 387. We'll check in on them a little later. Let's turn to the local property market where we have fresh indications that the luxury market is hot. The Prime Minister's brother, Lee Sien Yang, and his wife have just sold one bungalow on familiar ground for Ryan and I. We used to work nearby, Caldecott Hill, and they're listing another one for sale as well. Now, altogether, the two properties could earn a lien nearly $30 million. Ryan, have you ever wanted to live on Caldecott If you've walked up that hill, there are many (laughs) houses there that can blow your mind away. (laughs) Yeah, 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 gorgeous views. Yeah. Quite a hill to hike up. It is, it is. um, It is um, one of the hot spots or one of the hottest property areas. Uh, And of course, uh, the prices reflect that. And Mm. here you have the two-story bungalow fetching um, $13 million, at least what they're asking for. What a steal. 
Well, uh, maybe for some people. Uh, they've got, of course, another bungalow on the market for $16.8 million. So if you're in the market for a bungalow around Catacourt Hill, that is now available. Close to town, but a lot of construction in the area. The main road bound, binding it, I think. All right, time for corporate news now and a game of up or down. Let's start with Merck. Okay, Merck is or has been in the news recently because of this new drug they came up with. It is pretty much basically an oral medicine against COVID-19 called Monoperavir. I hope I'm getting that right. So they have signed a deal with the Singapore government to get into a supply and purchase agreement. So this could be something we could look forward to, but of course it will uh, depend on approval by Singapore health authorities before it can be used. But it is interesting that uh, we are on the table when it comes to potentially using it. Yeah, it's an up for Singapore as well because of this deal with Merck to purchase its new COVID-19 pill, which is completely unpronounceable, but is supposed to drastically reduce the risk of hospitalization and death from COVID-19. It's an experimental drug. It still needs to obtain regulatory approval, by the way. Next, let's look at property developer, the Fragrance Group. Okay, so this will be one to watch tomorrow. Uh, This is the Catalyst listed property developer. Uh, It's been in the news for the past few months. So tomorrow is the D-Day when it will delist. So this has been in the making because um, the person behind it has put up an offer to take it private because it does not see the need to access Singapore equity capital markets in the near future uh, to finance its operations. So I think also part of the wider trend of uh, delistings where you've got offerers pretty much putting bids on the table because of the valuations um, that have become more attractive um, in recent months to just put out a lower price to go private. So Fragrance Group delisting from the Singapore Exchange tomorrow. Next, let's look at General Motors. Okay, so this is going to be and up for me. So they have made some pretty bold plans. So General Motors mm. is doubling its annual revenue target to $280 billion by the end of this decade. So it's all part of a move where they envision themselves selling more electric vehicles. And to go beyond the traditional sales of cars and trucks. So what they are trying to do is, it's part of a two-day investor presentation where they will lay out the details, the execution strategy, and in essence, they want to persuade investors to value the company more like a tech startup akin to Tesla. Mm. So Tesla's value at more than $750 billion, whereas a automaking giant like GM is worth $79 billion. So Tesla's worth 10 times as much. Oh, gosh. Up for me for General Motors for now, the automaker expecting its revenue to double over the next decade because of this shift to electric cars. Before we check in on local markets, there are a couple of things to note in US news this morning. First, a potential debt crisis facing the US government may be averted by a last-minute congressional action. And second, the latest hiring figures are unexpectedly strong. U.S. stocks rallied on the news, in fact. Bring us up to speed. Okay, I think I will start with uh, where we are of the U.S. debt ceiling. And I would sum it up, sum it up as 
kicking the can down the road. Mm. So what we have is, of course, the backdrop is um, both sides are bickering, the Republicans and Democrats. And here you have the leader for the Democrats in Senate, Mitch McConnell, saying that he is ready to offer a deal to suspend the debt ceiling. And this will come in the form of um, extending it by a fixed dollar amount, so much so that it will be enough for the Democrats to spend what they need for at least until December, when they will then have to vote again on pretty much the same things, raising the debt ceiling. So it just buys more time. Um, and it is um, something of a bit of a political tug of war right now. But at least investors or markets seem to be um, welcoming the move. Overnight, we saw Wall Street actually turning around big time. For example, the Dow was down by as much as 450 points before staging a comeback to rise 100 points. Same for S&P 500, which was down by as much as 1.2%, turning around to rise 0.4%. So that piece of news really lifted sentiment. So going into sentiment, it was partly lifted by the ADP data for jobs as well. And taking a quick look, we've got for September, the ADP report pointing to how private jobs rose 568,000, better than the consensus estimate of 425,000. So if you take a look at how this is painting the picture for the jobs market, it is encouraging and showing how that perhaps the hiring crunch is easing. And of course, uh, this also points to how um, a lot of the back-to-school um, benefits is playing out in a jobs market when you have kids going back to school. The parents are freed up to go to look for jobs. So that's one of the effects that's been playing out in the jobs market. So that's what's happening in the US. All right, let's turn to Singapore now because we are 18 minutes into the local trading day. Jardine Cycle and Carriage led the Straits Times Index higher yesterday. The SDI closed up half a percent at 30.83. How's the SDI doing this morning? Is it adding to those gains? It is indeed. So it looks like a good Thursday so far. And quick check-in on the STI. You've got it up by 0.7% at 3,105. And looking at the 30 constituents, only two are in the red. And they are Dairy Farm down 0.9%. The other stock in the red is Jardine Sakla and Carriage, down 0.1%. Worth noting, it was yesterday's top gainer, up 5.8%. And taking a quick look at yesterday's top loser, Sats was down 1.2% on Wednesday. It's now back up again by 0.2% at 418 uh, at the top of the table, we have Wilmer International up 2.7%. And this is followed by Capitaland Integrated Commercial Trust up 1.9%. And I think what's going to be worth watching out for is Ascenders, or rather Escort Trust. Uh, it's up 0.5% at 92.5 cents. And this morning, they had an Asjax filing um, saying they had expanded their lodging business uh, in the form of the life portfolio, the co-living portfolio. So it now has a total of 17 properties with over 3,000 units in 13 cities and 9 countries. So the latest openings are in Hangzhou and Fukuoka, as well as new signings in Bangkok and Paris. So that's what's happening uh, for Escort. And Hattonland, also in the news, 
uh, at least in the filings, uh, they are now up 4.6% at 6.8 cents. So they have signed an agreement with what is uh, a company called Engine Starter to develop a dedicated token system and create digital assets, including NFTs. And this is to promote the development of a digital economy in Malacca. So you might have remembered them in the news recently for um, planning to set up crypto mining rigs on their retail malls in Malacca and also installing solar panels on those retail malls to power those rigs. So they are now really making more headway in that direction. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang there. And speaking of crypto, China's banning of cryptocurrency sparked a sell-off that saw Bitcoin hitting a low of about 39,000 US dollars. It is currently trading at 54,590 US dollars. My guest uh, believes that China's impact on crypto markets has just about run its course. We'll find out why at 11.05. Stay with me right here on Your Money. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.